often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 388. I am your host, Josh Albrecht. I am sitting once again inside the Slapbox bunker all by my lonesome. Getting quite, I'm getting rather comfortable uh, doing it all by myself. Uh, just make sure I, uh, a little show prep beforehand, but I did kind of fuck up today. Uh, I went down a, a black hole is, you know, it's kind of what happens when I get involved with the internet. I just click open a web browser and next thing you know, bad things happen. I, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah. Okay, so I went a little bit, <laughs> a little dark right before. I, I did look up uh, several things, but uh, I, I did end with a, a, a good note, though. I found some, some uplifting things to look forward to in 2020, which I will be getting into, mainly uh, video games. I'm... Definitely uh, looked into some stuff that I'm pretty excited about. Video games, I just hope that I have the time for it. I don't know that that's going to happen. We'll see. But uh, what really kind of fucked me up is while I was doing some uh, pre-gaming, I uh, I made the mistake of looking up a... <laughs> oh, the juice! Oh, yeah, I looked up the juice on Twitter... And next thing you know, I'm watching because I just wanted to see if he just, you know, said anything real crazy lately. And come to find out, shit, he's almost got a million followers now on Twitter. There's, uh, I didn't check, but uh, I think he's probably got the blue check mark. Although maybe they don't. Maybe they don't give convicted killers. Well, no, I'm sorry, sorry. He is not a convicted killer. Uh, uh, he's a convicted felon, but he didn't get convicted for a murder. Uh, should have, probably. Uh, Anyway, I was watching that, and uh, next thing you know, I'm like, are, like all this stuff posts are about football, and I, I actually was like, uh, yeah, uh, I got lost in that, and they're like, wait a minute, I'm fucking listening to the juice, god damn it. <laughs> it was kind of fucked up, but <laughs> oh yeah, it's good to see, but I was waiting to see if I could find uh, any, him talking about the impeachment, because his old buddy, his uh, old lawyer, Alan Dershowitz, is... Uh, he is part of Trump's dream team as well, which uh, another former friend of OJ, the Don, Don, the Don, uh, and uh, Alan Dershowitz. You know, <laughs> oh, it's good to see uh, Dershowitz still getting some work. <laughs> oh, I remember hanging out with those two, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. What? Oh, those were the days. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the juice. Uh I still haven't seen any videos with him and, and Casey Anthony. I'm I'm still waiting for that day. Uh, I think that uh, all that uh, I've seen his pictures is obviously photoshopped. There's some pretty decent photoshopped ones out there. There's one like really good photoshop. Then there's a bunch of them I, I guess I'd say that are not so great photoshop. Like there's an all star photoshopper that uh, that did one of them that turned out pretty good. Although maybe they just got lucky with the two pictures that they used and they were just like perfect uh, proportion such uh whatever but uh yeah anyway stuff i'm looking forward to in uh 2020 uh i was uh of course uh they've got uh better call saul is uh final season 
So this is going to be the last, the last possibly we'll ever see of the Breaking Bad universe, but I feel like they're probably going to do more with the Breaking Bad universe. Um, and like that's Vince Gilligan. I mean, that's his bread and butter. I mean, there is uh, so many great characters on that show, but it's it's still weird that it's way in the past a lot of it. But I am looking forward to seeing more of Gustavo Fring, maybe seeing some Walter. We have not, as of yet, there has not been any Pinkman sightings or Aaron Paul uh, in Better Call Saul. And so I'm quite curious to see if we'll finally get that uh, as, uh, oh man, there was an Easter egg in Breaking Bad Season 4, X. Uh, of uh, X Files. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, whoa, whoa, hold on. Uprox has an article here saying that Better Call Saul will have better ending than Breaking Bad. Those are fighting words, sir. Those are fighting words. I can't say I. I can't. To me, Breaking Bad is the greatest TV series of all time. Like I was when that show first aired, I was in it. I was like in the shit, and uh, you know, I I just happened to I remember watching. I mean, I the first night it aired, I I happened to watch. I saw the trailer for the show and stuff. Like, ooh, this sounds awesome. I like some Cranston, and uh, and I like the concept for the show. And I was in from day one. And that last episode, sure, there's a few episodes I thought maybe weren't the greatest. Like the fly episode drove me nuts, which I guess is the point of that episode. It's just to show you how crazy Walt was at that point. But uh, they, I felt they really stuck the landing. I think that is the greatest ending to a show ever. So these are fighting words when Uproxx here posts an article that says, Better Call Saul will have a better ending than Breaking Bad. Ah. <sighs> Which uh, doesn't uh, we're we're uh, I believe it's next month that it's airing. Um, here's on this article: Better Call Saul season five doesn't premiere until next month, but AMC has already announced that the show's sixth season will also be its last. That's 23 episodes away. That's a lot of episodes, and a lot can happen between now and then. But if the next two seasons are as good as season four, oh, wait a minute, I'm confused. Season five. Oh, oh, the sixth season is the final season. Okay, so there's two more seasons. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, we may end up thinking Saul is better than Breaking Bad. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I like Better Call Saul, but uh, Oscar-winning director Guillermo del Toro already thinks it's there. Small reflection in the middle of the Better Call Saul's new season. I like it even more than Breaking Bad, not to be a contrarian, but because the evident stakes seem smaller, but the moral downfall strikes me as deeper, more poignant. When it's all said and done, Vince Gilligan might agree. Ugh. That's, well, you know, to each their own. Um, <laughs> during an episode of the Hollywood Reporter TV, Reporters TV's Top 5 podcast, the Better Call Saul co-creator, along with Peter Gold, made a bold claim let me make a prediction right now. I'm going to say this because Peter is too much of a gentleman and way too modest. I think this show is absolutely under Peter's leadership going to
who stick the landing. It's going to be awesome, and the Hollywood Reporter and other wonderful journalistic outlets are going to be having articles about which one had the better ending, uh, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. And I bet you folks are going to say Better Call Saul. No pressure, Peter. Speaking as someone who is employed by a journalistic outlet, wonderful is debate debatable, although if my boss is reading, then yes, wonderful. I look forward to pitting the shows against each other. Uh, through an arbitrary point system that somehow quantifies quality. Better call Saul kills Kim, then Breaking Bad wins. You can listen to the episode below. Um, those are bold claims. I mean, you know, as a creator, I'm sure that they kind of feel like, you know, their most current work is like the best that they're doing. But damn, I mean, how do you... I, guess, I, I thought it was, the, but uh, I guess we're on the fifth season and we're going to see... Another season after the fifth, so that that's good. To, good to know. I, I uh, glad to glad to see that. I get two two more seasons, so uh, that's premiering, I believe, sometime in February. And uh, as far as uh, I did hear some news. Now I don't know how accurate this is. I uh, watch several YouTubers that talk nothing but Star Wars. Uh, Mike Zero was this one that I've heard some news on here recently and i listened to star wars theory and if you love star wars man check out star wars theory and he's got a fan film a vader fan film that's really good he's supposed to make a sequel but i don't know if that's ever going to happen he hasn't talked about it in a while or at least i haven't seen a video about it in a while but the vader fan film he did was fantastic and uh whoever did the voice the voices were great he had like uh Palpatine's in it, of course, Vader. Lord, Lord Vader. This film was about Lord Vader. So, Palpatine. Uh, yeah, that is good stuff. But anyway, I heard some news from Mike Zero, which got me a little excited. There, more stuff is kind of coming out about uh, Episode Ten. I've heard back and forth on whether or not there's going to be another trilogy, like they may end up end doing trilogies, but now I'm kind of hearing more of that they are going to do another trilogy with the films, and from all I hear that uh, episode 10 will be going back in time, and from what Mike Zero was saying, I tried to look up, Google this, and try to find more news on this, but I couldn't find any news. Maybe I just did not uh, look at the right things uh but uh he has said in a video we put out in the last couple of days i believe that uh george lucas is going to have a big role in episode 10 uh but uh i don't know the there was no in the video at least he said nothing about again i don't know where he's getting this information um there are other things that i've seen about his videos i mean he's seems like he's been pretty on i don't watch his videos a whole lot but seems like he's got some pretty decent information like he's in it uh but he, another thing he was mentioning in another video is uh of course he's not the only one that i've heard that they are going back in time with episode 10 it's a prequel but a way back prequel. Um, I don't. Th- it's before or after, I believe, the old Republic and the Jedi. Uh, there's apparently going to be a young Yoda, not a baby Yoda. 
Well, maybe it's that young, but I don't think it's that young. It's a young Yoda. Uh, he's a young Jedi, so he was like a what, like nine hundred something years old. So I don't know when they say young. Does that mean he's like five hundred? <laughs> uh, apparently, on this article of the IBT Times, International Business Times, uh, IBT ibtimes.com. Uh, it says that uh, key points episode 10 will be a prequel the Yoda will be back as a young Jedi the Jedi will fight ancient Sith gods which that sounds pretty exciting Uh, uh, I've also heard that Keanu Reeves is they're trying to get Keanu involved in this which uh, which, eh I wouldn't be I'm not against seeing Keanu I used to really get annoyed by Keanu unless I mean, I love Bill and Ted's. Don't get me wrong. I love Bill and Ted's, but I always saw it was hard for me to uh, envision Keanu as anything other than being in Bill and Ted's or Point Break, which Point Break, another great film. With Peace Ways, I mean, Patrick Swayze, St. Patrick himself uh, was in that one. That's good shit. But, uh, yeah. um, (laughs) Oh, no want me to subscribe to their newsletter not doing it anyway so uh the i'm excited to see some old star wars like uh, and just characters that are not familiar with now i did hear on mike zero also pointed out i don't know if this article talks about it but there is uh they have said or he was claiming that uh it could also have the first skywalker which that kind of like from what I understand uh, the Anakin was uh, a baby made from the force basically by Palpatine uh, put him into Shmi Skywalker so I guess it's just Shmi's stuff so I which makes me think that uh, the reason why he was had so many midichlorians is because of the fact that uh, you know he's made from the force I didn't think it had so much to do with the fact that Skywalker uh, but maybe maybe uh, Palpatine just found like the somebody that was really high in midichlorian you know count and then uh, impregnated her with the the force so I I don't know how that works but we could see the first Skywalker Um, ooh it says here uh, first few details about episode 10 have surfaced online According to sources close to production, the movie will be a prequel that will focus on the High Republic era with Yoda as a young Jedi. Yoda belongs to a species that ages very slowly. The character has lived for hundreds of years, and he will re- reportedly be back in the next movie from the franchise after being featured in all the three previous trilogies. Filming of the next movie will take place in Pinewood Studios. Several sources close to the production told Making Star Wars... Uh, the plot will be set around 400 years before the events in the sequel trilogy, which is being described as the era of the High Republic. Um, the plot will be set around the time when Darth Bane has established the rule of two, and the Sith will be in hiding uh, to gain power to strike at the unsuspecting Republic. Years later, the fans will also get to see Yoda in a new avatar as a young Jedi in Star Wars Episode Ten. Who will the Jedi fight if Darth Bane and his apprentice are in hiding? According to a report by Zero, there will be three main types. Uh, and that's not, I don't think, Mike Zero, but maybe. It's spelled different. 
uh, main types of enemies in the next film, and one of these enemies will be dark, ancient evils that will appear in the form of Sith gods of some kind. The movie will focus on the Jedi exploring the unknown regions of the galaxy. It means to be seen, remains to be seen, what kinds of challenges and enemies they will encounter there. Will Yoda go on this journey? According to the theory by Screen Rant, the Star Wars Episode Ten could be about Rey. Uh, the Last Jedi could be seen training a new generation of fighters, help with the formation of a new governing body of the galaxy, or prepare to fight another new enemy. But uh, that's, I guess, a different theory on what's going to happen. Um, I'd rather see the old stuff. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to seeing another Ray movie, but I feel like I feel like we need a clean slate. Just don't keep going down that. Let's let's go old. Let's just completely go new and if they do bring in Lucas I mean there's a guy that created the original uh, galaxy far far away so you know that could be uh, if you want somebody to create some stuff and I know he had helped out with the Mandalorian uh, that Favron uh, Dave Filoni consulted him a lot he was on the set a lot so I would like you know seems that uh, from what I understand also they're supposed to be involved and some of these creative decisions and Mandalorian I've got to say is the best Star Wars I've really seen in the Disney era that and Rogue One I am a huge fan of the Rogue One and if you want to see some interesting art they have released the original concept art of uh, Colin Trevorrow he was the original director for episode 9 and they've released the concept art for uh, his uh, original uh, screen screenplay for uh, Episode Nine apparently it was going to be a lot darker. There was uh, I feel like we did kind of miss out. His, his story seemed to be more unique and uh, not have not worry so much about retconning the Last Jedi, which Rise of Skywalker was just big about. Oh, we're going to have to <laughs> retcon everything in the Last Jedi because. Uh, yeah, we got kind of fucked over by that one. Um, anyway, so uh, so yeah, there. Oh, what I was gonna say about the concept art, Colin Trevorrow. One of my one of the things I thought was most interesting. They had they had really cool concept art. I mean, all Star Wars concept art was really good. I mean, they always get like the best artists, but uh, they have a scene where there's a public execution of a resistance fighter. Uh, which they have a lightsaber guillotine, and that just seems brutal. I'm like, oh, this is why Disney didn't want to give them the job. Like, they got some pretty brutal shit. Like, all the Disney Star Wars before this, like, they were like, no, we can't have decapitations anymore. Before that, the prequels and the original trilogy all had, like, people losing uh, arms and limbs, that sort of thing. Decapitations, it's kind of a thing. It's Star Wars. There's lightsabers. Uh, they f- they work a little bit differently in the D- Disney era, but uh, <laughs> so I can see we're like if, I'm g- betting it was probably the gui- lightsaber guillotine that probably did him in. Like no, no, I think we're gonna go a different direction. But sadly, I'm saddened by that. I would like to see a fucking lightsaber guillotine. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is what it is. We'll just have to live with the concept art. Maybe some fan some fans will create. Uh, a short film where it's just a public execution with a <laughs> lightsaber guillotine. You know, there, there could always be that. Somebody please make that happen. That would be fantastic. 
Well, also, if you look at the concept art, it looks like there's almost like engines from like an X-wing or something like that has made this uh, thing to hold the resistance fighter with the lightsaber guillotine like hanging above him. Uh, I'm assuming it's him. I, I when I looked at the art, I'm not looking at it currently. Uh, but yeah, and uh, the, yeah, the, there's uh, of course the uh, Star Wars Clone Wars coming back so that'll be interesting i didn't watch the trailer but uh yeah that is coming back now video games there's definitely some stuff i'm pretty excited about unfortunately i don't have a lot of time at the moment so i'm learning computer programming but uh, i don't have a lot of time to play video games it is um there are some interesting games coming out and uh the big one for me is because my favorite game of all time is final fantasy 7 i've devoted way too many hours of my life to that game they pushed it off a little bit. It was originally coming out in March, I believe. And, well, I, I don't know about originally. It may be even earlier. But they're saying now, April 10th, Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I've got to get that shit. Give me some more Cloud, Strife, Barrett, Tifa, Aerith, uh, or Aeris, whatever her name is. Uh, and that is that is really exciting. But... I don't know. It's not going to have the same feel. I mean, I can always go back and play the original, which I have uh, a couple different versions on. And if you want to get through it real fast, get the PlayStation 4 port because you can cheat on that fucker real easy and just speed up the game. Like, one thing you can just do, uh, it's like R3, R3 or L3, one of the two, it speeds up the game. If you push in R3 and L3, you keep going to limit break and refilling your health. So, I mean, there's... And immediately uh, just, or no, sorry, I think it that's like L3. One of them. If you push both of them in, I think you just can go without fights, except for bosses, fights. So, I mean, you can burn through that game super fast with on that port. But uh, <clears throat> I just like speeding up the game. That's fantastic. Um, definitely worth playing again. And Resident Evil 3 Remake. And uh, I never went through the whole Resident Evil 3. I was kind of burnt out whenever the Resident Evil 3 came out. Uh, I did. Jill Valentine was like my favorite character in Resident Evil. So, because uh, I love the original Resident Evil. and But the even though the acting just terrible. And, uh, okay, I might have had, maybe it was just the look of Jill I really enjoyed. But the acting was terrible. There was Wesker and uh, Jill with Barry like getting in there and I love the guy when uh, Jill I always use I mainly use Jill I mean Chris it was easier to use Jill if you you went through the game I went through it a few times with Chris but you know he had less room to hold guns and such but uh, I I enjoy the Jill playthrough better because the acting just even more terrible than with like Chris it seems like there's less dialogue with Chris as I remember I haven't played the original in a while but uh, you get <laughs> One of my favorite scenes is there's a guy getting, like, destroyed by the big snake. And then uh, he just, like, bleeding everywhere and, like, uh, he's dying in Jill's arms. Which I don't remember if that's how it is when you go through with Chris. But I remember in Jill's playthrough. I don't remember what the character's name was, but he just goes, ouch. <laughs> just massive wounds as he's bleeding out. Just ouch. <laughs> like, that's... That's what you're gonna say. Just ouch. The the greatest ouch I've ever ever had. Like the I I grew up on campy 
80s horror films so there's a love for like the cheesiness and campiness that uh that you get out of the resident evil one but as i was saying i resident evil one and then resident evil two i burnt myself out on resident evil with resident evil two and i played it way too much and then when i i played three a little bit it was a little bit too much like resident evil two and i I just felt that it was just playing the same thing again and i had really burnt myself because i kept trying to get it was really you had to play the game a lot to get all the unlocks on resident evil 2 i mean there was so i never got hunk there was i i came close but it was like i was so burnt out on playing that game and then i just didn't want to play three but i didn't really enjoy resident evil 2 remake so uh i've it's been a, some time since i played it last so you know playing an april 3rd Resident Evil 3 remake comes out, so you know, I figure I can play that. It's uh <clears throat> looks good. Looks good. Uh unfortunately it looks like better acting too though. No original Jill. <laughs> Barry, I think, might have been better than Jill though, actually. Uh just his lines, Barry. Jill <laughs> He was he was fantastic. I don't know the actors' names, but some great fucking lines. Um and when I was looking at games earlier, there was uh, one that uh, I didn't even realize was coming out. Um, and I've got to say, this looks pretty exciting. Um, I played like the original one of these for the PC. PC it was Microsoft Flight Simulator. Now, uh, they've got one coming up. It's to be decided. Sometime this year it's coming out. But you can either play it on Xbox One or PC. It's the new Flight Simulator. I'm going to watch this video again just so I can help describe it here. But uh, It's got some epic music. So hopefully I don't turn this up too loud here. Um, oh, oh, it's building up. It's dramatic. I mean, the the graphics on this. The Flight Simulator was fun because, I mean, you handed it. It tried to make it very realistic on how you fly the plane. And... Uh, <coughs> You got the altimeter. You got, you're too low. You got to pull up. Um, but uh, this one looks very realistic. The landscapes, everything. I mean, you got these mountains. You got all types of different planes you can use. You can do the uh, big airliners, the airbuses, where or you can do uh, looks like little biplanes. And uh, man, it just looks gorgeous. I, you know. Although the controls on the plane don't look so great, but the landscapes look pretty fantastic. It almost looks like maybe, maybe the controls on the inside were uh, from the original game, but not quite that bad. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that is like photorealistic, the landscapes. That is, that is good stuff. And the, ooh doing some dogfighting maneuvers. They got like an old school, like World War II type plane. Like dogfighting. Statue of Liberty. New York there. I mean, this is just... You should definitely check out the trailer for this. If you like, uh... You know, playing the old games. Just the... I mean, you can see the air coming out of the engine. Like, it is... Fantastic. They, they did a great job on the look of it, at least. I don't know what the gameplay is like. But that is sometime this year we're going to get to play that. 
that is uh something I would like to play um so yeah, other than that, I mean, now I haven't decided one hundred percent whether or not I'm going to go back to Ireland. I was talking about a couple uh two episodes ago that uh I should go back because I realized they have a big May the fourth celebration. And there's just a bunch of Star Wars shit. I mean, uh, they filmed, not only did they film at Skellig Michael, but they actually, there was another location that they had went to and rebuilt the beehive huts that were on Skellig Michael so they could film the scenes in, like, The Last Jedi and uh, in Rise of Skywalker. And so there's another place where you can see the rebuilt huts and, like, go inside them and such. Um and there was a few other locations I think they filmed at, which you can go visit now. Which it would be cool to go to the festival, but I again, if I'm going by myself, I don't know if I'm too excited to go like to a festival. And really, if I go back to Ireland, like I just really, I want to make sure I go back to Skellig Michael because that was that was just fucking awesome, and I want to be able to uh, just go around and see all you know, hopefully see some new stuff, but also. I thought about uh, doing some stuff in Dublin. So I'm thinking, because I haven't quite gotten uh, an estimate on how much I'm going to be paying out in doctor's bills from uh, all my trips to the doctors recently. So that uh, is kind of a factor on <laughs> vacationing. I'm looking at probably more like August, although May, you know, sounds awesome, <laughs> and going there for the festival. But also I figure if I want to hit Skellig Michael, I'd probably have a better shot, say, August. Because if they have a big Star Wars festival, uh, festival, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of motherfuckers trying to get up to Skellig Michael. But I figure it's just going to be harder nowadays anyway because it seems like a lot of people are going there to go visit uh, the sites from Star Wars. But uh, I might have a better shot in August. And, uh, I mean, definitely want, I, I want to stand on top of that island again. I mean, it is... It is a sight to be seen. You get the 600 stone steps. It's quite the journey to get up there. And I feel like I got some good pictures while I was up there, but, like, I feel like I could get some better ones. And I got a really good camera now, you know? That's a big thing I, I want to go to Ireland again for is because my camera, I got such a good camera, and it just sits around. I I just don't get out to take pictures much. Um, but uh, I also would like to maybe relive kind of like uh, – what I did in Dublin, or Dublin in Munich, like I took the food and beer tour, which was my the greatest tour that I took in Germany, po- possibly the greatest tour that I've ever been on. I mean, it was one of my fun, the funnest nights I've ever had in Europe. It was fucking awesome, mainly because there was the Canadian girl Alex that was just really cool, and uh, I mean, I've had a thing for it, but uh, definitely seemed like I was in the friend zone. Um, so. And there was the whole drunken encounter with the uh, Dylan guy from New York that spit on a German guy. That was fucking nuts. Uh, that was it's funny now. The night I was like, "Whoa, f- what the fuck, dude? I'm not, I'm not getting into a fight because of this." But it was it was an awesome night. So I figure maybe I could do a food and beer tour, go to the Guinness storehouse, maybe hang out in Dublin, and because uh, I I've been to Dublin several times. I've spent several several, you know, days. In, in Dublin, and I, I've walked around, but I haven't, like, really experienced Dublin. I feel like if I, I should do some tours of Dublin, because I, I just, like, walked around by myself and went, you know, 
just eat at some places. I had some <laughs> what they called uh, real New York style pizza in Dublin. I mean, it was New York style, big floppy pizza. I've never been to well, I've been to New York, but only at the airport, so I can't say that I've had like official New York <laughs> pizza. But uh, I I feel like I should do some pub crawls while you know go there. And uh, man, I I'm probably gonna go to Ireland. <laughs> Again, I you know, it's definitely uh, though. I'd I'd love to go to I'd love to go to Munich again, but it's going to be a lot more expensive for me to go to Munich again. And if I go to Munich, I you know, it's got to be for Oktoberfest, which I need to go there. Now I'm speaking Irish again, but uh, if you go to Oktoberfest in the hopefully again, which I didn't go to Oktoberfest when I was there. I was there for Oktoberfest, but yeah. Anyway. I need to, uh, if I'm going to Dublin, I definitely want to go to the Guinness Storehouse. That is a tour I want to take. And uh, there's apparently more than one tour. There's the basic tour, which is pretty cheap. It's like 20 bucks or 20 or $30. And you get to get a little bit of a tour. And then uh, you get to taste some Guinness, of course. And they show you how to properly pour Guinness. But uh, I think I want to do the. Uh, there's this one here. Here we go. This one. I'm looking at uh, TripAdvisor right now. And this is Skip the Line Guinness Connoisseur Taste Experience at the Guinness Storehouse. Now, I have uh, I've been outside the Guinness Storehouse. I have stood outside the gates, and they are awesome gates. The, you see the Guinness on there. But at the time, I originally stood out there. like uh, It looked really awesome. But I had yet to really like Guinness. It was my first time to Ireland. And really hated it. That uh, that first few times I had Guinness, like it's so thick. I like my thought was this is like drinking motor oil. And uh, when I first had it, of course, in Ireland, it was just magical. And uh, <laughs> but I had seen I had been outside the Guinness storehouse before I had appreciated it and gotten a Guinness there and really enjoyed it. So. Uh, now, after having it there a few times, and really just like I feel like I need to do the Guinness Storehouse tour. They also have the Gen- Jameson Distillery, which you can do a tour of. Uh, there's a pass to do a tour um, with Guinness Storehouse and Jameis Jameson Distillery, all in one. And uh, I th- I think those are the big. Uh, brewery and distillery in uh, Dublin. Now, I know you can go uh, Bushmills is in Northern Ireland in the city of Bushmills or town, whatever you want to... I don't know if it's considered really a, a city, but uh, this tour that I was looking at, this Skip the Line Guinness Connoisseur Taste Experience at a Guinness Storehouse. Uh, it says the overview here on TripAdvisor.com. It's uh, visit Guinness Storehouse in Dublin with a Skip the Line ticket and take a seat in a Guinness connoisseur experience. This, the attraction's luxurious bar lounge, 75-minute tasting session with an expert Guinness connoisseur is your tasting guide. Experience includes four samples of different Guinness blends. Sip on each one and then finish your session with a pint of your favourite blend on the uh, on-site gravity bar. Afterwards, you can explore the vast museum at your leisure, uh, learning about the history of Ireland's national drink, it's a perfect experience for stout lovers who want a tasting session at Ireland's iconic Guinness Storehouse. And Guinness, I gotta say, uh, 
like sent after going to Ireland and enjoying that. I definitely, I like the thicker beers. I don't know what it is. And I, for a long time, just didn't like beer in general. And then the thicker beers really like, what the fuck is this? But the Munich, you go to Munich, I mean, it's, you get some thick beers. You get some good lager or just, they got all kinds of shit. But I mean, they, oh, the Dunkles, big fan of the Dunkle. Love me a Dunkle, uh, which is the working man's beer from what I understand. Um, what to expect on this tour, you get, uh, or highlights, you got a guide tasting session features uh, four Guinness variants. Uh, sip two additional pints of beer, enjoying one at the Gravity Bar. Discover the Guinness Storehouse Museum after the tasting and skip the line tickets, let you walk past crowds at the entrance. And I believe you get to pour your own Guinness, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this is a more expensive tour. This one is $73. Uh, whereas you get the basic one, it's about thirty. Um, this one, you st- uh, what to expect here? You say uh, step inside Guinness Storehouse in Dublin, head to the Guinness Connoisseur Experience, a luxurious lounge tucked away in attractions, fourth floor. Meet your personal Guinness Connoisseur, an expert Guinness guide, and then sit down for your seventy-five minute tasting session. Your guide explains Guinness history, characteristics, and quirks. Learn how the legendary Irish stout has come to be one of the most successful successful beer brands around the world. It uh, will expand into different brands and the pouring rituals needed to achieve a perfect head. <laughs> Gotta have that perfect head. Your guide will pour four samples for you to try. Guinness Draft, Guinness Extra Stout, Guinness Foreign Extra and Guinness Black Lager. Uh, enjoy the creaminess of the draft beer poured fresh from a tap in the bar and contrast Contrast its smooth flavor with the rich chocolate-like tones of the extra stout. Savor the full-bodied notes of Guinness for an extra, and hear how it's brewed with extra hops and barley to give it a more bitter bite. The first sample, Block Lager, is a cold-brewed version of the classic Irish stout. It was only launched in 2012. At the end of your tasting session, pick your favorite stout and enjoy a pint of, of it while relaxing with your group. Before leaving the room, your guide will give you a Guinness souvenir to take home and then point you in the right direction to explore Guinness Storehouse at leisure. The museum is huge. Uh, seven floors of memorabilia and interactive exhibitions. Document the brew's history, production and Irish appeal. Finish up with a visit to the Gravity Bar. Enjoying great views over Dublin as well as another complimentary pint of the black stuff that is Guinness Draft. Uh, yeah. So it's only an hour and 15 minutes. I was hoping for a little bit longer than that, like a good two hours. I mean, I don't want to chug this shit. I mean, come on. <laughs> a pint's quite a bit. Uh, now, this stuff, you just meet up at the Guinness Storehouse in Dublin. Uh, inclusions, you got the professional guide, samples of Guinness, two pints of Guinness, one during the tasting session, one in the gravity bar. Uh, you get uh, exclusions. Uh, they don't pick you up from the hotel or drop you off. Gratuities. You want to tip food and drinks. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, yeah, a lot of people uh, seem to enjoy this. Uh, 97 people rated it excellent. Very few. Uh, there was a couple of terribles, but uh, I definitely got to go do that shit. Um and it's definitely, I don't know that I'll hit uh, Jameson. Before, I do like some Jameson, but uh, I thought I had went near, the first time I was in Dublin, I uh, was intending to go to the Jameson distillery because I 
like I didn't like Guinness at the time, so I I looked for the Jameson, which was fairly close to where my hotel was. Uh, but uh, I got kind of sidetracked, and I was just walking for a really long time. And uh, I would also like to go to the Book of the Kells and the old uh, library exhibition that's at uh, the Trinity College there. And you've probably, if you're not familiar with the Book of Kells, you've probably seen it in a few movies. There is any time you see in a library with old, old, old library with like ancient book, like the Book of the Kells is like the oldest book in existence, I believe. But it is Trinity. I mean, this library is fucking awesome. Uh, I mean, it is fantastic, but they used it. I <laughs> I know that uh, they used it in, like, the last Transformers film, but there's there's other movies that have used that uh, location to film stuff. Um, it is a very beautiful-looking library. Um, I feel like it, I should go there, but I, I don't know. Going, going to Ireland just for a library seems a little weird. Um, I I would hope to also to uh, do a pub crawl. So there's some pub crawls on here. You got the Irish traditional music, and that is definitely something to be enjoyed. Ooh, Irish food walking tour of Dublin, but that's pretty. Oh, that's pretty pricey. Seventy seven dollars. Hopefully that includes the food. What are you guys doing to me here? Um. Duration three hours. At least it's longer than the Guinness stuff. Uh, inclusions: food tasting, wine tasting, and a local guide. Uh, professional guide. I would like to just do a pub crawl, though. Feel like there needs to be drinking, and there's. I mean, I would like to hit up Cork. I haven't been to Cork yet, and there's just. I mean, there's so many sites. Really, I'd just like to go to see, like, the natural beauties of Ireland. If I go do, like, a pub crawl or something, that's going to be, like, a one-night thing. Maybe the Guinness Storehouse and then a pub crawl or something. Although maybe that should be two different nights. I can't drink that much anymore. So that might be a bit of a mistake if I do a Guinness Storehouse and then go to a pub crawl. <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking two pints of Guinness and then uh, tasting how much, however much. Who knows? Um, so that could be rough to uh, attempt to drink more than that. Although when I was in Germany, I had probably the equivalent of a little over two liters of beer um, that night. It was over the course of several hours, but still. Shit, maybe I had more than that. Now that I'm thinking about it. No, maybe it was when I went to the Hofbräu house. I can't remember if I had just one liter. It, it, It had to have been just one liter. Maybe I had two, but I feel like it was one. Like, that's a lot of beer. Like, when I've gone to the Hofbräu House St. Louis, I know I've had more than one liter of beer, which is a mistake. But, you know, you do it in a... You know, if it's several hours, it's not bad. Um, there is another thing. If I... I mean, I'd like to go see uh, the Carrick... I don't know if, if, how to pronounce this correctly. Carrick Ride uh, Rope Bridge. There, it's... Uh, you can take a day trip from Dublin, but... Uh, the, that's included with the Giants Causeway too, which I love the Causeway so like that would be and I got the camera now it'd be good to go take some pictures from, I, I just I don't know I'd like to go across that rope bridge which is just a rope bridge you're going across but it is like beautiful out there and there's just so many great like uh places like uh, maybe you could go see Cork a little bit Wicklow uh, 
like the Wicklow Mountains look very nice. Um, Malinhead, I believe, is another place I'd really like to see. Um, damn it. It's been too long since I've traveled. I'm just, like, looking at these pictures. And it's uh, giving me the itch again. And I'm also like, oh, why just stop at Ireland? Let, let's just go. Let's go a little bit further. Let's, you know, if you're also right next to France when you're uh, down in the... When you're up in the Emerald Isle, just just take take a ferry, just take or a little f- short flight, you end up in Paris, uh, <laughs> and then maybe I just you know fly to Paris and go see a show at uh, a rock show at uh, Damn it, went uh, brain dead uh, the show where the the tragedy happened. Like I I'd like to go uh, Bataclan, yeah, in Paris. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if that'll happen. If I, oh, man. Now I think about it too, though. If now would be the time really if, to go and to hit up Northern. If I uh, really want to go do stuff in Northern Ireland again, should probably just, uh, do it now before sh- Brexit really fucks everything up. I mean, it's going into effect and could really fuck with the border and. I'm sure that's really going to hurt Northern Ireland's economy from what I understand. So even if there's no hard border, I mean, they get a lot of aid from the European Union. So they're kind of fucked in the whole situation. So definitely seems like I should get up there before that shit kicks in. And man, there's just a feeling of like, I don't know, it, peacefulness like just being out in Ireland like seeing like the the cliffs and the coastline and all that stuff there's just I don't know just really love the just it's like going back home you know <laughs> uh ooh, Dublin itineraries they got uh like a local um there's uh 10 best things to do and damn it there's a this is a smarttravel.com 10 best things to do in Dublin Ireland uh, by Shannon McMahon sounds very Irish she says uh, ready to explore the capital of Emerald Isle Dublin is a cozy city of 600,000 residents that sees millions of visitors every year the family friendly hub is a haven of lively pubs and trendy eateries each one more colourful and quirky than the next from hidden gems to centuries-old landmarks, here are the best things to do in Dublin. Uh, one of ten. Visit the Guinness Storehouse, which, yes, yes, I want to do it. You haven't truly experienced Dublin till you visit its oldest brewery, the Guinness Storehouse. is the most visited attraction in Ireland. Now it sees about 1.5 million visitors per year. Enjoy a pint of Guinness straight from the source at the top-floor gravity bar for 360-degree views of Dublin or learn to expertly pour your own. Which, fuck yeah. Um, admission starts around $16, includes a pint, but the brewery is family-friendly too. Anyone under 18 is welcome with an adult and will get soft drink in lieu of a beer. For a unique beer experience, head against this truly public experimental brewing space, Open Gate Brewery. The little-known pub has been around for centuries, but is newly open to the public. Visiting Open Gate lets you taste beers that might never leave St. James Gate, and you could be among the first to try the beers that do. 
Uh, be sure to reserve a spot well in advance. Open gate is only open Thursday through Friday uh, evenings. And books up fast for good reason. Reservations are just $7 each and uh, include a taste and flight. Uh, private beer tastings are also up for grabs inside the storehouse. If you book a spot at Guinness Connoisseur Experience, you'll get a personal sit-down tasting in an exclusive bar for about $50. That is uh, number one of ten. Let's see number two. Uh, this is the museum hop. Uh, Dublin's storied history though, is easy to find around town. The Little Museum of Dublin will give you an overview of the city's modern era in just a half-hour tour. Public museums like the National Archaeological Archaeological Museum free and home to centuries-old artifacts like Celtic hunting tools and jewellery. Uh, visiting the old library and Book of Kells, Trinity College. Among the best things to do in Dublin because it offers a unique look into Ireland's past. See the historic college's famously massive library which holds the 15th century harp that inspired the Irish national emblem plus the famous famed Book of Kells gospel manuscript illustrations that date back to the 3rd century all located under one roof including the mission price of $10 to uh, 30 U- uh, US dollars that is uh, discover live music yeah, okay lot of live music uh, experience live music is easily one of the best things to do in Dublin while you're likely to stumble upon folk music and acoustic sets in many a pub some spots are better than others for a pint and a quality sing-along head to historic Whelan's an intimate bar and music venue known for hosting legends like Nick Cave Ed Sheeran and Kate Nash there's a film and location for the movie P.S. I Love You <laughs> uh, yeah Temple Bar area very very I've walked through the Temple Bar looks it's a very nice looking area ooh there's Explorer Kilmenheim Gael Ireland's answer to Alcatraz Kilmainham Gael is a historic prison turned museum that held some of Ireland's most renowned rebels of the 18th and 19th centuries but also average citizens convicted of petty crimes decommissioned by the Irish Free State 1924 alright see St. Stephen's Green Join a pub crawl. We talked about that. Eat well. Oh, they got some very, uh... They got some healthy stuff you can go eat. Probably really expensive, but, uh... Oh, man, they've got some really good pizza places. I've seen some pizza places that look pretty fucking good. I mean, I... That place I had the authentic New York-style pizza, it was pretty good, but, I mean, it was... It was good and cheap. If you wanted just, like, a cheap place to eat, I can't recall the name of it. I'd have to go back and listen to the podcast. It was the last time I went to Ireland, so it was 2017. And I don't recall, I don't have it written down what those episodes were. But, uh, I or I could look through, like, Instagram. I had some really good shit. But, uh, visited a stri- distillery. Uh, so they got, of course, Jameson Distillery. Ooh, tourists more than the weed. Uh, it's just a short walk from Guinness Storehouse and attracts quite a few tourists, more than the Teeling Distillery, which is also, I'm not familiar with the Teeling. They have an Irish whiskey museum, too, which I believe is real close to the uh, Jameson. You can watch some rugby. Oh, take a day trip. And I've done that plenty of times. I've done a lot of day trips. Day trips. If you want to get day trips, Dublin is the place to have a plenty of day trips. You go to Cork, which I'd like to go to Cork again and see something other than the Blarney Castle. Although, I really did enjoy the the grounds around 
Blarney Castle. I don't know. The trees and shit they had were pretty sweet. Um, yeah. I, as far as other places, man, I really, man, I'd like to go to France and definitely, man, I've got to go back to Germany for Oktoberfest. And that is a fucking must. That is a must. And, uh, hopefully I can find some in the, by the end of the year, I'll find some, uh, way to uh, make more of an income (laughs) so I can do a little bit more of, uh, you know, traveling or at least, uh, chill out a little bit more. Maybe it's some interesting, uh, interesting stuff. Who could do a lazy bike tour? Although I do, I guess in Dublin city, probably wouldn't be too bad riding a bike, but man, like go, I I thought about doing the ring of carry bike tour, but there is no shoulder whatsoever, and there's overgrowth. I mean, you're going over a hill. I don't know how so many people riding bikes don't die in Ireland. <laughs> uh, city, oh, you can do kayaking in uh, Dublin. That's interesting. You can uh, kayak down the river Liffey. Uh, Darby O'Gill tours. Oh man, there's a uh, Viking Splash Tours. That sounds weird. <laughs> I love the fact that one of their biggest tour companies is Paddy Wagon, which Paddy is, you know, a derogatory term to call an Irishman. Uh kind of funny that they, you know, really own that. There's a uh, Oh man. Ah, just such if you really want to go like on an adventure in Europe, man. Ireland and you like seeing, you know, natural beauty, like seeing coastline, mountains. They have a lot of mountains, which I was surprised by, but uh, they're definitely, but they're not like huge mountains. You're not going to see fucking Everest in Ireland. They're, uh, a lot of them are just tall enough to be considered mountains, but they're, I mean, it's just fantastic. I mean, the coastline, the cliffs on the coastline, not just like Cliffs of Mower, but you go like Giant's Causeway has got some very awesome cliffs that you can stand on top of and, Watch out, though, that wind gets a little fucking nuts in Ireland. If you're standing on top of a cliff, it might blow you off. It just might. It changes directions, does crazy stuff. It might hail one minute and then be sunny the next. So there's definitely uh, weather can fuck with you a little bit, but uh, definitely a good, awesome place to go. Uh, I was thinking, was there something else? I don't recall a specific... I want to say I had something else in mind, but uh, i drawing a blank. Um, <clears throat> I, I'd have to look at to uh, find out where all the Star Wars locations are. Ballymena, I believe, is one of the locations in Ireland. Um <clears throat> They still have the Game of Thrones tours, but I like I feel weird with the Game of Thrones. Like after that last season, like I want to kind of forget, like uh, cleanse my brain of the Game of Thrones. I mean that that was real letdown, total letdown. But damn, they got some really cool filming sites though, in uh, the Northern Ireland. You can see where the uh, the I- uh, Iron Islands people were, uh, yeah, and. Uh, out of that stuff <laughs> uh man dang yeah so I uh, I think the big thing for another Ireland tour is though, man definitely have to go see that Guinness storehouse and pub crawl hopefully get some good Irish music 
going on. And uh, it is, uh, oh, man, there's a 90-minute Dublin walking tour for only $5. <laughs> there we go. They've got a lot of buses, too. If you want to, you know, like, just hop on, hop off, you can, you know, get the tour guide going. Uh, it costs about $24. You just hop on wherever, jump off wherever. Oh, there's a, ooh, ooh, this looks exciting. Dublin secret food tour. I feel like, what, am I going to eat some illegal shit? Well, like, <laughs> they've got, and the the image they're using for this, this guy's got, like, a metal pan, small metal pan. It's not a frying pan. Like, uh, he's got, I guess that's some sort of meat. I don't know what it is, but he's holding a blowtorch to it, and it it looks interesting. This is the overview for it. This is an expensive one, $75, but it's secret, secret food, so it could get interesting here. Go where the locals eat, drink, relax, and to appreciate the dazzling town of Dublin. Uh, in this three-hour small group walking tour of no more than 12, your local guide will impart their knowledge of the most delicious food and additionally show you hidden gems of this beguiling town. Irish guides will take you to stunning pubs, food shops, and markets at the side of a hidden church, all places beloved by the area's locals. Try several favorite Irish dishes and all sure to get your taste buds singing. Almost immediately, you'll feel like a local, too. Uh, highlights. Here, live commentary from your guide. Includes f- enough food tastings to make up a meal. I don't buy that shit at all. When I took that food and beer tour in Munich, I really, like, I didn't think, I figured it was just going to be bar food, and that's what it ended up being. I didn't eat enough, and I kind of paid the price the next few days because <laughs> I just had a lot of alcohol. Well, not like a lot, but a lot for me these days. And there's uh, the food and walking tour proceeds at a leisurely pace, small group, uh, max limited to 12 people, whatever. Uh, it says itinerary. This is a typical itinerary for this product. Okay. Uh, pass by Trinity College, Grafton Street, College Green, uh, then Dublin to Ireland. Uh, one of the seven ancient universities of Britain and Ireland, as well as Ireland's oldest surviving university, is widely considered the most prestigious. Oh, that's the okay. That's the full address for Trinity College, <laughs> the most see, university in Ireland amongst the most elite in Europe. You also pass by St Stephen's Green, the top of Grafton Street. It's a city center public park in Dublin. I think I went through there. It's the largest part, uh, largest of the parks in Dublin's main Georgian Garden squares, and I feel you can pass by Guinness Storehouse as well. Um, doesn't say where, like officially, like the names of these places that you're reading. Just says, well, I guess that's secret. You'll find out. You'll find out there. You don't want everybody knowing. Then you can. T- you don't need the tour. Uh, people, uh, there's a lot of good reviews here. Uh, only three for terrible and then four for average. Then there's 332 for excellent. So 18 for very good. So I feel like there's some good stuff. Uh, Malsam 56 says, uh, I would highly recommend this tour as a way to experience authentic Irish food. Claire was amazing and very informative on the history of Dublin local food. Highly recommend taking this tour in Dublin. So there's uh, definitely 
all the reviews I'm seeing pretty tight. So secret food tour. That sounds private Irish food tour. That's expensive. That's a hundred dollars there. Over a hundred. That one's <clears throat> Oh, that one actually shows where you okay. Does there uh did I miss the itinerary? Did they show that on this tour? I don't think they did. No, no, I don't see. It just shows that you're by like Trinity College and such. That would uh it's a must though. I gotta get more into experiencing the food and such. That's always fun too when you uh, go on a tour for drinking because then you really get to know other people. They they always like the first first thing they usually do is like, oh, get to know everybody, where you're from, all that, and then you get them relaxed a little bit with some booze. Everybody's having a good time. Not too much though, you know. Don't want anybody spitting on a German guy and uh, possibly getting you thrown in a German jail. That's no good. <laughs> no, no good. But exciting, you know. Uh, I believe, and I believe I get a nice little, uh, yeah, like a glass or something when it, that tour that I was looking at for the storehouse earlier the, with a connoisseur. Uh, definitely good stuff. Uh, I I believe I'm good here. I don't uh, don't really have anything else to say. Um, I'm saddened that I don't get to see a uh, lightsaber guillotine, and hopefully, I'm um, I'm hoping we do get to see a young Yoda, other than the child in the Mandalorian. Looking forward to that. I believe it comes out season two sometime this next year. I'm not sure when. I should probably look that up real quick. Mando season two. Mando. Mando season two. When does it air? Details. This is in December thirtieth. Let's just see here. Um, ba 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 ba. When it coming back for season two? Boop boop do. Yeah, ba ba. Fall of twenty twenty. So we're looking at probably like November, I'd guess. October, November. Oh yeah, yeah. That's great. Oh, season two, baby. Yeah. All right. Well, uh I guess yeah, that's that's all I've got. As always, that's a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can. <laughs>